0: Because I'm ordinary a young girl from Ukraine, I'm not professional pastry chef, but now they like my work. So they decided to make article with my work. and also, I think they gave me a very big chance.
1: Welcome to Career Relaunch. The podcast focused on helping you create a more fulfilling career. My name is Joseph Liu, and I'm here to help you gain the clarity, confidence, and courage to overcome the challenges of making changes in your career so you can do more satisfying work and enjoy your professional life. In each episode, I normally feature people who have reinvented their own careers and made a major career change. But today, we're gonna do something a little different. Part of this podcast mission is to inspire you to push the boundaries of what you think is possible in your career. So in this episode, I've decided to feature someone who's doing just that. Today, my guest is going to talk about how she's using her training as an architect to now create beautiful architectural desserts as a pastry chef. We'll discuss the importance of persistence and how to put yourself in a position to get lucky. Afterwards, I'll share a few thoughts on how to leverage your past experiences to create a way forward with your future career ambitions. On today's show, instead of focusing on career change, I'm going to have a chat with someone who's just taken a really unique approach to her career, which I hope can help inspire you to think creatively about your own career. I'm so excited today to feature Denara Kosko, a pastry chef from Ukraine. After graduating from Kharkov University Architecture School and working as an architect, designer, and 3D visualizer, Denara started baking some simple cakes and pies, but quickly began creating more complex architectural cakes, which turned into her passion. She now uses a unique technique of digitally designing her cakes, then using a 3D printer to create molds she uses to build those cakes. The result is pretty amazing. I first heard about Denara after one of the design- Designers I work with in Tokyo told me about her work, and when I checked out some of her cake designs, I was absolutely blown away. I used to work in the world of patisserie desserts myself, and I've never seen anything like this. So, if you want to check out some seriously spectacular cakes, make sure you visit careerrelaunch.net/episode22, where I've included some pictures of her cakes and a link to her website. Danara spoke with me from Kharkov, Ukraine. Danara, thank you so much for joining me today on Career Relaunch. And I'm very excited to hear about your career and all the work that you're doing, which is very beautifully done. So, could you just get us started by telling us a little bit more about the work you do right now?
0: No, I'm working a lot with 3D modeling. So, I'm working a lot at my computer, you know, I'm making different models for different new cakes. And uh, I have a lot of ideas. So I try to combine this modeling with my cakes. And also I attended the different classes with different great chefs.
1: I would love to just hear a little bit more about the cakes that you create. Could you just describe that process of the um, the pastries that you're creating and how you go about it?
0: In general, um, all that I make, it's ordinary mousse cakes. Uh, so you can create the same at home because I work at home too. So all cakes uh, was made in my home. I can uh, propose my new forms, new uh, shapes for this cake. So I'm working a lot with this part, uh, with uh, modeling. And these cakes... Uh, Very traditional French cakes with uh, mousses, with lots of cream and gelatin, ordinary cake with sponge cake, jelly, uh, with different confit, different fruits, uh, with uh, mousse, with white or black or milk chocolate. So I like very traditional taste.
1: I think you and I, when we spoke before, I told you I used to work in the luxury desserts industry myself. And so I know how much work goes into making a single cake what you're doing is a very delicate process it's incredible to see the art and the and the architecture that goes into the cakes that you design out of curiosity how long does the process take you from start to finish
0: it depends on your goal because it can be maybe three hours but it can take also maybe one month For example, if I need to print my model, so for example, I can print, uh, then I can see some mistakes on the model, I need to remodel it and print again, and then I need to cast my silicone mold, then make cake and uh, cake inside, and then I need to work also with this recipe, uh, which I can put inside.
1: I know you weren't always a pastry chef, you actually started your career in architecture, And I was wondering if you could take us back in time before you were creating these beautiful cakes and pastries and tell us a little bit about your time as an architect and a design visualizer, I believe is what it's called in the Netherlands.
0: Yes, I worked as an architect uh, in this company, in some uh, European company for three years. But uh, also I worked as a designer from the university from my second course, I think. So I worked uh, in general maybe eight years as an architect. But you know, in Ukraine, it's not very popular and can't make a lot of money because we have crisis now. Mm-hmm. But uh, cakes is more popular now. I started interested in cakes maybe five years ago. I started to attend different classes. And uh, at the same time, I worked as a visualizator in this company. But I realized that uh, to make these cakes is more interesting for me. That uh, sitting uh, near my computer and made the same all day. And, you know, also... For example, if you are working as a visualizer, you can make these uh, models, pictures, different visualizations day by day, but you can't touch this. It's more important for me to make something that I can touch. And I like when I see the result of my work.
1: Yeah, this is something that I know a lot of people talk about who work in large companies. They're working on projects and they're sitting in front of their computer screens, but they never get a chance to actually see the end result or to actually touch and feel the fruits of their labor. How did you get the idea of creating cakes? Like, How did that come about?
0: Maybe four years ago, I like to make cake after my work in the evening. So I spend a lot of time um, at my kitchen, but it was just my hobby. I have a lot of friends and they came to my home and we ate these cakes every week, I think. But uh, three years ago, I was pregnant and uh, I stopped my work as architect, and uh, so I had more time in my kitchen. (laughs) So I spent more and more time with cakes, uh, with different experiments. Every day it was more and more interesting for me.
1: Do you think that if you had not become pregnant, do you think you still would have pursued this cake passion of yours?
0: Yes, you know, before my pregnant, I thought about education, about big schools. So I wanted to go to big professional academy to learn pastry. But I decided that the pregnant and the children and family it's more important for me. So I chose my family.
1: How does an architect shift from working in that industry to working in a totally? different industry. Can you walk us through how the early days looked for you when you were starting to explore doing this more professionally?
0: Day by day, I made more and more cakes. So I started to attend different classes and I realized that it's very interesting for me, these textures, colors, and you know, it's very modern, this design This mousse cake with different glazes, uh, very shiny. Uh, Some of these cakes, they look for me like a piece of art. And I saw the greatest chefs here in Ukraine, and it was amazing for me. I attended classes from uh, different champions, from France and Spain and Russia. And, you know, I feel like in fairy tale because uh, after these classes, I started to make these cakes with their recipes day by day, every day, every evening. So I started to buy different special ingredients tools and made different experience so was like a big big hobby just my passion for my free time
1: at what point did you realize that this could be more than just a hobby that other people would become very interested in your work and that this could become something bigger
0: in general, maybe two years ago, I made a page in the Instagram. I saw that there are a lot of beautiful pictures, beautiful cakes, and there were a lot of chefs. So I tried to make something very beautiful with good photos. And after one of the famous magazines, they saw my works and they proposed me to make an article for their magazine and for me it was the main thing in my career this article in such magazine
1: how did the magazine find you and the reason why i ask is because uh, you know there is a lot of people out there and let's say they start an instagram feed and nobody goes to it. You know. Like, I mean, I've got an Instagram feed for this podcast, but I, I might have 200 <laughs> followers and that's kind of it right now. But was it just luck that this magazine discovered you or how did they find you? Or do you know?
0: I think uh, all in my life, it's uh, like big luck for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm lucky. I have a friend uh, from Kiev. Uh, she's named Tatiana, and she has very big academy in Kiev. This is my first academy. I was here a lot of times in different classes with different chefs. And he proposed me to send a message to this magazine with my works because she likes my work. I sent message. I sent maybe five times, but every time uh, this mail went to spam. So, it was in October, so I decided, okay, no. it's a sign. (laughs) Yes, it's a sign, yes. But after that, uh, in January, they sent me a message in Instagram, and they proposed me to make an article for their magazine, how we can combine architecture and pastry. Then I prepared some works for them.
1: So you took the initiative to reach out to them multiple times, and then they finally got back to you at some point.
0: Yes. But, you know, after it, I saw that there will be a lot of Russian or Ukrainian chefs after my article, because I saw that a lot of people would write to this magazine. So if you want to make something, if you want to be famous, if you want people to know your work, you need to write to some magazine, uh, some uh, chefs, uh, or some very important men in this world.
1: Was there anything that was difficult about reaching out to people early on for you? Or was that a fairly comfortable activity for you to be sending your pitches off to these
0: magazines? I was scared, of course, after Tatiana proposed me to make a message for this magazine. I uh, didn't send them any uh, information for maybe for three weeks. I just thinking about it.
1: What was scary about that?
0: because i am ordinary a young girl from ukraine from a small city and uh, i am not famous i am not professional pastry chef and how it's possible to see my work in uh, such magazine like this is so good so for me it was uh, impossible in general but now they like my work So they decided to make article with my work. And also, I think they gave me a very big chance.
1: What do you think has been the most surprising thing about moving from architecture into the world of pastries and desserts?
0: For me, it was my popularity because I'm famous now. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It's the most surprising part.
1: How has your life changed since becoming quote unquote famous?
0: In general, I have ordinary life now, the same life, but I travel a lot and I have a lot of friends and a lot of people want to contact me, to ask me something, to make me some proposition, uh, invite me to different countries. But I try to have ordinary life like I had before.
1: <laughs> and what do you think has been the most challenging part of this journey for you?
0: Now I can't make ordinary cake. So I can't show to my followers just ordinary red or white cake or some our traditional cake. I can't make uh, my selfie, you know, to my Instagram. So all works need to be beautiful and professional. So I can make now only uh, professional things. Also, I need to combine my um, ordinary work at home. With my daughter with uh, this pastry. So, I need to make something new every day, some new recipes. So, I, I need to combine all.
1: <laughs> well, I know that taking care of kids is a full time job. How do you find the time to invest in creating these beautiful pieces of pastry art? Because I know a lot of people feel like, okay, whether they have kids or not, they have their responsibilities during the day. And they don't have time to do these other things. How did you create that time for yourself?
0: You know, I have very short answer. I have night. Oh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you
1: sleep less.
0: (laughs) Yes. So night, you can work at night. And also, I have big family, so they usually help me with daughter. My grandfather can walk with my daughter during the day, and I have one or two hours for walking. But uh, in general, uh, all of our work uh, we make at night.
1: And I know that your husband is also involved with the process. Can you tell us a little bit about what he does?
0: Yes he is the biggest part of our process okay. i think he helps me with photographs with videos and also now he works with website with my website and also he has a lot of different ideas so uh, a lot of ideas it's our that we made together
1: one thing that i'm really interested in just to bring our conversation to a close here is how did other architects react to you leaving the world of architecture to work in the world of pastries
0: i have a friend uh, they are architect too. so my best friend they of course they proud of me and a lot of people proud of me a lot of my friends but now you can change your career in any time so if you want to be an architect okay but if you want to be in some other professional you can do it easy in ukraine i think in all world you can do it why not because if you will be happy in some other way you can change your way
1: do you have any advice for someone out there who is in a job that maybe they're not that happy with and is thinking about making a change
0: you can change your way, you can change your career in any time. But of course, you need to make money in uh, your ordinary job for this because you can stop your ordinary work. And for example, I can't be architect today and I can't be pastry chef tomorrow. Yes. So you need to change it day by day. So you need to work in two ways. And in one time, you can realize that uh, some other professional for you, it's more interesting. And why not? For example, now I'm working as a pastry chef. I'm working with cake a lot, but I can change my way. Maybe uh, uh, in five years, I will dancing uh-huh. something else. <laughs> right. Why right. not? Why not?
1: <laughs> why not? And finally, before we talk about your current projects, What's something that you have learned about yourself during this career change?
0: I learned that I can work every day without sleeping. If needed. <laughs> right. Yes, uh-huh. that I have very good family and they help me a lot. And uh, I realized that I have a lot of ideas and we can change our world and I'm so happy that I can meet a lot of people with this art with this pastry art.
1: I would love to wrap up by just talking about your current projects what's next for you and as you look ahead I know you have a lot of different interests but what does the future look like for you?
0: I want to travel a lot I want uh, more children Uh I want to have a bigger bigger family And also I want uh, to work with my 3D printer, make new models because we have a lot of sketches and uh, make new cakes, work a lot with uh, recipes. And also I want to go to have professional education maybe for two, three months or for one year to be more professional.
1: Great. Well, I know that a lot of people are asking you for your time right now, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today about your journey.
0: Oh, uh, no. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much. And Dinara, if people want to learn more about your work, or if they want to just take a look at some of the, the beautiful architectural pastries that you've created, where can they go to learn more about you?
0: So, they can find uh, information about me at my website, dinaracasco.com, or you can find information at my Instagram.
1: Okay, yeah, and I would highly recommend people check out Dinara's. Instagram feed. It's absolutely incredible to watch. And also the videos on your website are just amazing pieces of art to witness how these cakes come together. It's very impressive. I have worked in the dessert industry myself. I have not seen anything like this before. And so uh, just congratulations on all your great work. And I wish you the best in the future.
0: Oh, thank you very much. (laughs)
1: So I hope you enjoyed hearing Denara's thoughts on how she applied her architectural skills to the world of pastry, the importance of persistence, and what it's like to go from being unknown to very well-known. Now it's time to wrap up with today's Mental Fuel, where I'll be sharing my own thoughts on how to tap into your past experiences to create a way forward with your future career. Before we get to today's mental fuel, I just wanted to thank General Assembly for supporting this episode of Career Relaunch. General Assembly is a pioneer in education and career transformation, specializing in today's most in-demand skills. A leading source for training, staffing, and career transitions, they foster a flourishing community of professionals pursuing careers they love. Visit ga.co to learn how General Assembly can boost your career, and use promo code relaunch for 20% off your first class or workshop. This is the part of the show called Mental Fuel, where I finish the show with a brief personal story related to one of the topics we covered today and wrap up with a simple challenge for you to help move you forward with your own career goals. So for today's Mental Fuel, I wanna talk about how your former career experiences can help you create a unique right to play in a new industry. In Denara's case, her technical architectural training actually helped her create a unique positioning for herself, giving her a right to play in the world of pastry desserts. Now in case you're not familiar with this idea, right to play, I first heard that term used in my business strategy classes when I was doing my MBA. And I also kept hearing that term come up when I worked as a consumer goods marketer, especially when we were talking about things like launching a new product or entering into a new product category. So right to play basically means bringing enough to the table to give you a reasonably good shot at succeeding. So in consumer goods marketing, this meant, do we feel like our brand can be number one or at least number two in the category? Or is there an untapped need for a brand like ours to exist in this specific product category? And so in working with a lot of clients who are career changers, I go through a similar exercise with them, helping them think about their personal brands and trying to see if they have a right to play in the sector they're trying to break into. And what I've found in working with hundreds of people, both people who have successfully executed a career change and those who haven't is that oftentimes, surprisingly, embracing your past experiences can be one way to effectively create a unique narrative that gives you a right to play in your future target industry. Let me give you a couple examples from my own career pivot points. Many years ago, I wanted to work in consulting, which is an extremely competitive field to break into. So I tapped into my former educational training in the pre-medical sciences, which was how I ended up differentiating myself and ultimately landing a job in health policy consulting. More recently, when I was breaking into coaching, which is an extremely crowded industry, you'll see in most of my online materials, I highlight the fact that my approach is informed by principles from my former years as a brand marketer, which helped me carve out a unique reason for being and positioning within this career coaching industry. So the point here is that a lot of times your past can be relevant to your future ambitions. I cross paths with people who say they're trying to move on from their current profession or role or industry and move into something new. And I get asked a lot of questions around how to handle talking about your former role, especially if you're trying to move away from being associated with that very role. And what I've found is that you pretty much have two choices. You can either dismiss your past experiences and explain them away, Or you can embrace your past experiences and leverage them in your future role. My view is that since you can't change your past, you might as well embrace it and find ways for it to help you create a unique positioning for yourself and your new target profession that gives you a unique right to play. In Dinara's case, she took her architectural experiences to create uniquely crafted architectural desserts to stand out from other pastry chefs. Similarly, there might just be a way for you to tap into your past experiences and create a unique angle that gives you a competitive edge as you try to shift into a new space. This takes me to a quote from the comedian and actor Milton Berle. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So my challenge to you is to think about how you can leverage your past to open a door to the future. What's one specific element of your past experiences that you could use to help you create a unique right to play in the career space you're trying to enter? If you want to learn more about this concept of having a right to play, or if you just want to look at some of Dinara's amazing cakes, visit careerrelaunch.net slash episode 22, where you can also find a summary of the key ideas we've discussed today. While you're there, if there's a specific career change topic or story you want me to cover in a future episode, or if you just have a question you want me to address, you can leave me a comment or voicemail at careerrelaunch.net slash episode 22. Thanks so much for subscribing to Career Relaunch, and a special thanks again to Dinara Costco for joining us today. This episode was mixed by Richard Pennington, Electrocardiogram wrote and performed our original theme song. I'm Joseph Liu, and I'll see you next time.